It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My Michelle Live Entertainment Review. Roll out the red carpet. Here's Michelle. Well, I have a red sweater. Does that count? It's got to count for something, right? As we look at uh, our week, sometimes just getting in front of the TV, going to a movie, you know, it's, it's our way of unwinding. It's our way of even connecting sometimes with the world. It's the way we tell stories now. It used to be people would sit around campfires and you'd learn the history of your people and you would learn the stories of your families just by spoken word. Now we've advanced to the place where we have multi-million dollar productions, but it's the same thing. People just telling stories. What stories are worth the watch and what stories may you want to watch out for? We're going to find out with my buddy, my friend, and the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Holt. He's I'm cool. pretty cool. Plugging you into the movies. This is Adam Holt. Plugged in movies and so much more from books and anything that is pop, cult, pop culture. Uh, music, you've got your YouTube channels, you've got video games, and of course, movies, television shows, they'll review it, they'll give you insight into it, you can do reviews, and search just about anything. And it can help you save time, protect your family, or find ways that you can be encouraged. Welcome, Adam. Hello, Michelle. How are you today? Oh, I'm ready for the holidays. This is so not me. Bah humbug. I'm wearing a bah humbug Christmas hat. It's so not me. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. the opposite. <laughs> but it is one of my favorite movies. I can get the holly out right now. and <laughs> Haul out the holly. Put up the lights before my spirits fall again. Yeah, I'm all about Christmas. And honestly, the the film um, A Christmas Carol is one of my favorites. And it's been redone a billion different ways, a billion different times, it seems, in cartoons, in uh, CGI. Muppets have done it for crying out loud. But that story. I love of the Muppet version. It's maybe my favorite. <laughs> it never gets old. Alistair Venn, no. the, the old, um, or no, uh, Alistair, oh, what's his name? Uh, black and white version, man, that's, that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Like the 1951 version, something like that. Maybe older than that, to be honest. So we have a blog on plugged in this week about the best Christmas movies ever. And that yep. one is awesome. All right. And before we get into some of the movies of the week, what are some yeah. of the other best Christmas movies ever? I wanted to take a look at that from your blog perspective. What did you guys come up with? Well, let's just take a look. Oh, right. We, we have The Bishop's Wife. Yes. Seven. Okay. So and that later became uh, The Preacher's Wife. Which, which was, isn't well, as good. It has Denzel Washington, Whitney Houston. It, I love that movie. But I'm going to yeah. tell you, if you really want encouragement, you want to walk away going, wow. The Bishop's Wife, uh, Cary Grant, uh, you just can't beat it. It's beautiful. Loretta, Loretta Young. Um, uh, and a very young David Niven. Like yes. he's one of those guys that you only think of as being old, like from birth, but <laughs> he's young. Sorry, David. It's true. 
All right. So that's uh, that's uh, Bishop's Wife, A Christmas Carol. There that's you go. That's the 1951 version. It is so. 1951. Gosh, it just seems so ancient. Uh, it You've does got seem ancient. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch because uh, I, I love Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Now, I think we talked about this last year. Here's what I love about it. And certain people will hate it for the same reason that I love it. It makes Dr. Seuss, it makes The Grinch kinder, gentler, and cuddlier. Now, there are purists who would say, I don't want a kinder, gentler, cuddlier Grinch because the whole point is that he isn't those things. And he's he still starts off pretty rotten, don't get me wrong. I always found the Grinch that stole Christmas, and I may be just an outlier here, kind of creepy and kind of, he scared me as a kid. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. this See, is, I like that. Bring on this the creepy green monster wandering about. Yeah. But, but this version <laughs> is so, it really is sweet. It's a very nice movie. See, and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's too sweet. Give me the old Grinch. Uh, I'm a Grinch well, purist. You, be creepy. You know, be awful. You know, the, the the whole song about the the Grinch when you're a mean you're one. A mean one. Mr. Grinch. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that just epitomizes it. And man, if there's redemption for the Grinch, there's redemption for me. Um, Elf, yes. a very sweet movie as well. Yes. With a few things that you got to navigate. I mean, it's got a bad word or two and a mildly inappropriate joke or two. But this is probably. And you know, who, but who hasn't felt like like they've been a cotton-headed ninny muggins really a cotton-headed ninny muggins and i mean we crack so many elf jokes congratulations <laughs> you did it you made the world's best fill in the blank you know uh, whenever i leave i'm like bye buddy hope you find your dad i know it's so cute it's it's a classic it's a wonderful life a you've got to watch that and you know funny I still see things in It's a Wonderful Life that I went, I didn't notice that before. It is, how is it this movie that was supposed to not really be much of anything, just a blip on the screen becomes such a masterpiece and such a classic. It's, it's gorgeous. Well, and it's funny that you should say that because there are, if you go back through Hollywood history, one of the fun things about Hollywood history are the surprises, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that people either wrote off or they didn't understand at the time. And there are some even they become classics sort of after the fact. They may not even do very well at the box office. But I mean, you look back and forgive me for doing this on Christmas, but people didn't know if Star Wars was going to work or not. They thought it might be a huge failure. Yeah, but you and I knew differently, didn't we? Well, we knew. We, we knew. Yeah. We, but, knew. we knew. You know, life changing. Um, it, yeah, no, it's the best. There's before Star Wars and after Star Wars. So it's the dividing line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me. Uh, but people don't always know a good story. This is a and this is a freebie. I went to a screenwriting class once years and years ago. And the woman teaching it, Barbara Nicolosi. Do you know Barbara? Have you ever yeah. met Barbara? Barbara's a riot. I mean, she's a former Catholic nun who decided she wanted to get into Hollywood. And uh, she uh, she does not mince words, but she said, look, if people knew how to write a hit movie, they would do it every single time. 
I thought, man, that's a great observation. Even, even Disney, even these big companies, there's a certain amount of magic involved, right? And you don't know until you put it out there whether it's going to work or not. Anyway, I digress. Back to our... Oh, but, uh, and it's a wonderful life. It works. And then a new classic, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas I Journey. I love this movie. <clears throat> it's The this music is great. It's, it is an adventure. It is not just yeah. a, a musical. It's... It's got uh, excitement and thrill, the thrill of a roller coaster ride. It's a lot of fun that way. Uh, the Man Who Invented Christmas. Uh, it's the story of Charles Dickens. Yeah. Yeah. And Dickens' own story is is worthy of a novel in and of itself, right? I mean, he, and so we have this movie actually giving us exactly that. If you want to know how A Christmas Carol came to be, you can watch this one and, and get some backstory on that. All right, let's uh, take a look at next is The Miracle on 34th Street. Now, there's two versions, and I've got to say the uh, one in the 1990s uh, was, to me, as charming as the 1947 version. What do you say? I don't know, Michelle. That feels pretty close to heresy to me. I love your generous heart, so I'll just, I'll go with it. That's good. That's good. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. I'm having a little audio here. Are you still there? Here. Good. Gotcha. I'm here. Uh, And then we have the the Muppet Christmas Carol, which I was talking about. It's the Christmas Carol with Muppets. There you go. Enough said. (laughs) Enough said right there. The Nativity Story. Yeah. Did you see this one? I did. Yeah. This is, I feel like, this was kind of a precursor to all of the... um, more recent attempts to do a realistic depiction of biblical events. Now, you know, we have the chosen now. I mean, I could just sort of go on and on. And we had the young Messiah a few years ago, risen. These movies that try to give us a a sense of what life was really like um, during that time. But this was, I think, the first one of those. And it starts Keisha Castle Hughes, who was in Whale Rider, fairly shortly before that. And she plays Mary and it's a lovely movie that I think um, will really prompt you to think about uh, what must this have been like? Um, And, and to think about it in a way that maybe you've never thought about it before. And I will say the chosen Christmas special that's in theaters right now, the same thing, right? I mean, you think Mary and Joseph traveling on a donkey and, um, you know, you and I talked about that last week and Mary's uncomfortable. She wants to walk. I'm like, wow, I'm, I never would have thought of that. That never would have occurred to me. So uh, the nativity story does similar kinds of things in helping us to imagine what that story would have been like. Yeah. And maybe there's some movies too that didn't make the list. Um, any thoughts? That, you know, I would say one, and this is another, ha <laughs> polarizing choice um we watched the polar express for years and years and that's it's got the you know the motion capture with tom hanks as the conductor of this train that goes to the north pole it was the first one really of its kind i mean it was really cutting edge in terms of motion capture and it kind of has that creepy uncanny valley to it there are parts of it that feel 
visually it's really realistic, but it's kind of creepy, but we love it. And it's about a bunch of children who get picked up to go have an adventure at the North Pole. And I got to tell you, I really, really, really like Kurt Russell as Santa Claus in the Christmas Chronicles. Um, yeah. If you have Christmas Chronicles on Netflix, it's just, it's a fun romp of a movie. And, you know. 42 millimeter. Yep. There you go. Seeing <laughs> Kurt Russell as Santa Claus just sort of, um, it kind of reboots the entire idea of what Santa could be. I do like it. Um, I'm going to find a movie. I, I just, I, I'm going to Google it here in just a moment just to make sure I have the right one. But uh, there was a Santa Claus origin movie. For, uh, was kind of, It was European. I want to say Finnish. Uh, the Christmas Story, if I remember right. And one of the most charming heartwarming movies like i've seen at christmas precious you can't beat it um okay so yeah we'll we'll see if we can find that one and stick it in here as a trailer so that is christmas that's christmas that's there christmas now there are some things that aren't necessarily christmas that are <laughs> out and about that we may want to talk about yeah Okay, Maria. one that is Christmas. Um, I once met a girl named Maria. Yeah, this is not so much and Christmas, but let's the, take a I'm not done at singing the trailer. Yet, <laughs> Here we go. Do it. Tonight, tonight, the world is full of light. West Side Story. This is my first time in New York West City. Side Story. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life, a home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm going to think for myself. And that is part of West Side Story. It's a great film, uh, beautifully done, beautifully done. Yeah. And you know I'm not big on remakes, right? So yeah. uh, Miracle on 34th Street, okay, we'll debate that. This is a gorgeous <laughs> remake, though. It's really well done. Timely, too. There's elements yeah. of uh, in this story that you can see of... Victimization, you know, we're the victims, and then you see that. Well, you see the other side of the story as well from both ends to a degree. Yeah, yeah. You also uh, see this story. It's Romeo and Juliet, set to you know 1950s uh, racial issues, very relatable, and reasons why someone who's young should not think it should, uh, you know, think twice before getting all. Uh, starry-eyed right <laughs> yeah take it slow kids yeah. take it slow i don't know what what did you think of west side story 
Um, well, I loved it and, and I will love it with a plugged in caveat. I think from an artistic standpoint, it is, um, this is a passion project of Steven Spielberg's and you wouldn't think Steven Spielberg, like when you think musicals, I don't know that Spielberg is the first person that comes to mind. Right. I was surprised that he did this, but yes. do, do you know the backstory here? No, no. Share the backstory. So share the backstory back is that the West Side Story soundtrack was the first record that his family ever bought and allowed in the house. They didn't allow popular music or cultural stuff. And so Steven Spielberg growing up fell in love with this and it sort of imprinted on him. And so the, he wanted to do it because it had been such a formative influence in storytelling in his childhood. And I, I kind of love that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so I think he does, he does a terrific job of retelling a story that, and I didn't know this until I dug into it. Uh, the original came out in 1961 and it was based on an existing musical. So it was around before then, but it won 10 Academy Awards and Rita Moreno kind of steals the show. I mean, Natalie Wood's wonderful and Natalie Wood and all of that. But um, but Rita Moreno is in this movie too and she was an executive producer on it. And in some ways, I think she is the character that, um, it, it's the easiest to really fall in love with her in a different, not a romantic way, but she's just a delightfully three-dimensional character yeah. here. Yeah, uh, she's amazing. And, and the main story is obviously this forbidden love between uh, a gringo, as they say in the trailer, and this Puerto Rican immigrant girl, who I think is fairly new on the scene. I think she's a fresh face and hasn't really done much. This is kind of her uh, her debut, and she steals the show too. I mean, she's remarkable. Um, and, and obviously, the caveat is it's based on Romeo and Juliet about a third of the way through. I'm like, Oh yeah, Romeo and Juliet, this is not going to end well. Right. <laughs> if you're rooting for, for Tony and Maria to, you know, live happily ever after, there's no happily ever after here. There's, there's a lot of pain. And so it, it kind of ends up in a grim place. But I think as you were mentioning as a cautionary tale for our moment racially, I found that, there was a lot of resonance here. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes things from the past just feel like an anachronism, but there's a lot to grapple with here. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And uh, we can just say that there are some elements that you can find at pluggedin.com so that you can be aware for your family. But my gosh, it is a well done, beautifully, beautifully beautiful done. Record. And let's take a look at The Chosen Christmas. On millions of small screens in every country in the world, now The Chosen celebrates Christmas with a brand new episode in theaters. It's time. Be free. Hey there, Dallas Jenkins here, and welcome to Christmas with the Chosen. We're standing right now on our incredible set where we filmed half of season two and all of tonight's event. It's the most wonderful time of the year, yes. Dallas. It's Christmas with the Chosen. Ooh. Ooh. 
So you're going to be able to see The Chosen. If you love The Chosen, you'll definitely love this Christmas special. What you say, Adam? Well, and I think that it is a Christmas special and people need to realize that about the first hour and 15 minutes or so are all of the Christian artists that we see in that little montage doing contemporary and new and then classic Christmas carols. Um, I find for me anyway, if I'm not familiar with an artist, it makes it a little bit harder to connect with. So I That's think- true the extent to which you're familiar with the artists that are performing probably will determine how much you really get into that first half. And understanding and if you are entrenched in the chosen, that will help as well. If you're, oh, yeah, if you're unfamiliar with either you, this film probably isn't for you. I'll just be straight. <laughs> yeah. Although I do think that the depiction of Joseph and Mary traveling um, kind of, like what just week there's a scene in which you know joseph is cleaning up this stable for the baby to be born and it's they're a mess you can practically smell them through the through the screen they just look stinky right this is gritty and unvarnished and and i love uh the message that the dallas willard no dallas jenkins i always want to call him dallas willard um, but Dallas Jenkins tells, and um, I should also say that this has done so well. It's made $10 million. It's the biggest Fathom event ever. They keep adding more dates. So it's now been extended through December 16th. So if you haven't seen it, at least theoretically, there's still an opportunity for you to uh, find a local theater and, and go check it out. Yeah. I love that idea in that since COVID, a lot of our Christmas traditions, the things that we used to want to do or the things that we'd always go and do, they're not all there anymore or they're done differently yeah, in different true. areas of the country. Um, and, or they've lost, they, they've lost their charm with social distancing and, you know, having to get the health screening before you go. It, it's just not the same for many people. So yeah. this may be something that you can enjoy to yeah. offset that. So uh, fabulous. And then if you don't mind one more trailer, and, and that is to a Christmas story. It is, um, a, it is a Finnish film, but oh, it is so precious. Let's look. Did you ever wonder how Santa Claus came to be Santa? A long time ago, a young boy took on a mysterious mission and created a legend that would be carried from generation to generation. It's a beautiful story. A magical and heartwarming holiday film. This holiday season, discover the birth of a legend. Now, I don't think this trailer does justice to the emotive of part ages. of this story of a really disadvantaged boy who lost his family and um, his beloved sister. And every year he would make uh, a gift to give to his sister who was lost in, in the snowstorm, mm. little baby sister. Um, and that love uh, and his spirit and his faith 
bring him to change the heart of a real grumpy old man. <laughs> and, There's always got to be a grumpy old man there. Of somewhere, course there does. Uh, what a story. So I would recommend this. It's not a well-known Christmas um, movie, but it is an ups, maybe a more obscure one that's definitely worth a watch. So that is my recommendation. Anything else that's out there that's worth a mention this weekend? Well, the only other thing I would mention is that there's a new animated version of Diary of a Wimpy Kid streaming on Disney Plus. And uh, mm. as a parent, I'm not, it's not my favorite franchise. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Um, it's, it's kind of exactly what you would expect if a very adolescent in the negative sense of that word, you know, made a story about adolescence. <laughs> um, and it's based on obviously on a series of books by Jeff McKinney, who, I mean, dudes made a mint on these, you know, stick drawings of, uh, you know, a boy named Greg and his friend Rowley. So the live action movies, I'm just going to flat out say are terrible. They're terrible movies and they're full of junk. I'm like, ah, oh, do we really need that? This one's much better and I think closer to the spirit of the book. Um, has some nice things to say about friendship. Uh, has some good things to say about telling the truth and just how friends help each other through junior high. And so there's an innocence to it. And there's some bathroom humor, as you would expect, but it's not nearly as over the top uh, in that respect as the more recent live action movies have been. So um, if you have a young fan, I would say, don't watch the live action ones. This one's pretty okay. I mean, right. relatively. Uh, blah, blah, pretty man. okay. Not, not That's my bag, but there you go. Worth a mention in case it's something of interest to you. Please tell me there's going to be something exciting coming out here in the Christmas season. Oh, yes. We have a great deal of excitement getting queued up even as we speak. Next week, we'll talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, which will likely be the biggest movie of the year. Okay. All right. I know you're not <laughs> that excited about it. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm almost done. I've always loved superhero movies and such, but I'm kind of... Kind of over it? It's been everywhere. And all the time and then during covid you'd have to rewatch some of them because there were you know there was a lot to choose from I, i'd like something different now i'm ready okay i'm ready so to um in the spirit of different but not really the next week we have sing too so if you saw sing okay. which is about competition with animals quite lovely a fair bit of, of potty humor and i expect similar things of this one uh and then the week after that we get american underdog and there are yeah. probably Come certain on. folks out there that are looking forward to Matrix Re uh, Resurrection Resurrections on uh, December 22nd as well. So we got four or five pretty big movies all stacked up and waiting to land in the next couple of weeks. Now, I love me a good sports film. Sports. Uh, yeah. We do sports. You can watch our at My Michelle Live. You can watch our, our sports podcast. Honestly, sports is like the struggle you see in life. It's just played in the yeah. microcosm of a field, a pitch or a court. Um, this story, uh, Kurt Warner's story is amazing. It's so inspirational. Great man of faith, really good film. This one is a classic. I think it's going to be up there with remember the Titans and Hoosiers for me. And, and let me in the spirit of, um, 
hijacking your show for my purposes. Um, <laughs> yes. Headed to Hollywood on Wednesday, actually, to go to the premiere. And we're going to be, I think, knock on wood, even though that, that's superstitious and not Christian, um, we are planning on, I think, doing an Instagram live from the red carpet. So stay tuned to Plugged In's Instagram page, and uh, we'll give you more details about uh, where you can see Adam goes to Hollywood, which should be uh, interesting because I've yes, never been it there. Should. And remember, by the way, you can go to pluggedin.com. You can find the link yes. at My Michelle Live. Here you have movies, TVs, music, games, books, YouTube channels, all reviewed, uh, given insight. You can search just about any old film. You can find a lot of helpful resources for you and your family. And uh, keep in mind, as an outreach of Focus on the Family, uh, they are driven by donation. And so you can support what they do. Um, it's it's an invaluable resource. And I want to thank you and wish you and the gang there Merry Christmas. Uh, we thank will you. catch you next time, Adam. Thank you. Sounds great. Thanks, Michelle. More entertainment at MyMichelleLive.com. Good stuff. Come on. <laughs>